Hi there, this is Renee Fournay. Thank you so much for tuning in to listen to my podcast. It is my prayer that it will be a blessing to you and that you would simply get to know this wonderful creation that you are designed beautifully by the master, God, Jesus, Holy Spirit himself. Loss? Well, yes. Brokenness? Of course. But know this, the more you embrace the cross, Jesus, the more your broken pieces are transformed into something ultimately beautiful. Now let's tune in to see what the Lord has to say today. Today I want to talk about Jesus calming the storms in our lives and we're going to be focusing on Luke chapter 8. Grab a pen, grab some paper, and grab your word. Reading, um, beginning uh, with uh, verse 22. One day Jesus said to his disciples, let's go over to the other side of the lake. So they got into a boat and left. As they sailed, Jesus fell asleep. A storm came down on the lake. It was so bad that the boat was about to sink. They were in great danger. Verse 24 says, the the disciples went and woke Jesus up. They said, Master, Master, we're going to drown. He got up. And he ordered the wind and the huge waves to stop. The storm quieted down and it was completely calm. Where is your faith? He asked his disciples. They were amazed and full of fear. They asked one another, who is this? He commands even the wind and the waves and they obey him. Now, let's take a look at that. Um, we, do, we do know that the wind, the waves of our storm, it still recognizes the name of Jesus. And at the name of Jesus, any storm that we face must cease. When we speak his name in faith, demons flee. All activity that has been launched against us must surrender. But to dive into this particular scripture from the disciples' viewpoint, a lot remains to be evaluated. The disciples, first of all, they obey Jesus' instructions to get into the boat and to travel to the other side of the lake. But now Jesus is napping inside the boat. Yet this squall, this great storm arises. Imagine the fear that they felt. They're in the middle of the sea. There is no land in sight. The wind is blowing. Now, yep, they've witnessed the following. The dead raised to life, a widow's son. Luke 7, 14, it says, Then he went up and touched the coffin. Those carrying it stood still. Jesus said, Young man, I say to you, get up. The dead man sat up and he began to talk. Then Jesus gave him back to his mother. Another instance, skin diseases healed, blind can see. Jesus had healed all forms of sicknesses. Luke 7, 21 says this. At that time, Jesus healed many people. They had illnesses, sicknesses, 
and evil spirits. He also gave sight to many who were blind. So now these 12 men, they have witnessed so many miracles at this point, yet this storm blows in and the chaos of the storm causes them to forget just who is in their boat. Have you forgotten who's in your boat? Are the waves beating up against you really hard? Has panic set in? So they, they, they're encountering panic. They got the fear of dying. The waves are beating harder and harder against the boat. And Jesus is snoozing, chilling, chillaxing, as one of my friends would say. Everyone on the boat, they're probably using some form of bucket to dump the water out of the boat. Yet, Jesus is sleeping. Really? Why do they approach Jesus with the end result from a natural man's perspective? In their natural thing, thinking, they have this idea of this thing is going to destroy me, Jesus. Jesus, do you even see me? Luke eight twenty four. it says this, the disciples went and woke Jesus up. They said, master, master, we're going to drown. Now, if he did deliverance before, is he not able to do it again? If he delivered you from one storm, can he not do it again? Or do you have spiritual amnesia? Have you forgotten the mighty works of the Lord? The one who touched a coffin with that dead boy in it and the boy raises up to life. Is he not able to calm the storm in your life? Jesus did not even speak in this instance as this boy is raised. He just simply touches the coffin. <laughs> Here's a side note. Whatever Jesus touches, if it's dead, it will live again. I want to ask you, what dead thing do you have that you are ready to bury? You've actually laid it in a coffin and you're ready to put it in the ground. What is it? You name it. I tell you this, one touch from Jesus and it will instantly be resurrected. Is it a dream? Is it a child spiritually that you've given up on? Is it a person that you absolutely see no hope in reference to bringing it before the master? It will live and it will declare the mighty acts of the Lord. So see, we must declare and decree that there is nothing too hard for God. And we must really believe this. The one who raised Jesus from death to life. Guess what? That same power that was used, that resurrection power lives inside of all of God's children. So then I need you. At this moment, write it down on a piece of paper. What is it that you've allowed to die? Lay it before the Lord and declare and decree. If it is a dream that he's given you, declare and decree that it will live. Hmm. Now let's get back to this storm. 
I'm like, why didn't they just say, Jesus, can we disturb you for a moment? I know you're sleeping, but uh, can you help us? Because this is getting pretty rough. We've been straining for a bit, but it's a lot of water that's getting into the boat. Can you help us? Show us what to do. <laughs> the human mind and heart will always react to the stuff of life <laughs> unless you are totally praying continually. God's word tells us to pray continually. That as you go, you're praying. As you do, you're praying. There's nothing too big or too small to give to the Lord. You pray, you seek his face for wisdom. It's like for them, all they're seeing is just what's happening in the physical realm, in the natural realm. They can only see the storm. They are blinded uh, from the history that Jesus has with them. But I want to ask you this. Are you blinded to the history of Jesus in your life? If you tap into inside that spiritual man, and this is truly challenging at times, but if you tap inside that spirit man, I guarantee you that you'll be able to connect more with the father and you'll be able to see more clearly in the spirit realm and come to comprehend that the God you serve is greater than any storm that you could face. It's so understandable to some extent to see uh, the anxiousness of the disciples. We so don't approach Jesus like this. Hey, Jesus, my savior, my battle axe, this thing, this storm is trying to overtake me. We tend to say, Jesus, why are you letting all this bad stuff happen to me? Why are you letting this stuff come up on me? But I say to you this, Jesus is so good to us and he loves us so much. He loves you so much. He's so patient with us. Though he could literally take our breath, he tolerates the level of distrust we show him. We often get mad at people when we've sacrificed so much for them and yet they still don't trust us or they fail to realize just how much we love them. Now that's a wild moment. That's wild to the max. Jesus sacrificed his life and he keeps on blessing you and me. He keeps on loving us in spite of our mess of a self, yet we fail to trust. Huh. We fail to trust. If we, we can't see how he's going to do it, then we can't trust. We got to know the plan. We got to know just how he will deliver. Really? Are you serious? This is me. I'm just expressing. This is what I tend to go through and cycle through at times. Me, the created creature, wants the creator to tell me what the plan of deliverance is. I'm quite sure that Jesus is so <laughs> humored by us. He has to be humored by what we do. We lay out our plans and our purposes for our lives for our children's lives, and even other people's lives. And we don't even have a clue that we're doing this. I often want God to bless my plans as opposed to saying, Lord, anoint me for your purposes, for your plans. I'm telling you that that is cray-cray. That's crazy. But today, 
I encourage you to do this. Repent if you've been laying out your plans. Repent if you've been walking in fear. Turn to Jesus. And then speak to your chaotic storm. And you say, be still, be quiet in the name of Jesus. For everything, absolutely everything surrenders to the name of Jesus. The waves, the wind of your storm, it still knows the name of Jesus. Your soul must truly let go of the fear, let go of the shame, let go of the guilt, the unbelief, let go of the trust in Jesus. Let go of all of this. Lay it at his feet. And truly embrace the power, that resurrecting power that lies inside of you. Let it be totally well with your soul. Yes, the earth has shaken before. Moved by so much craziness of life, yet Jesus is still in control. One whisper of his name will bring peace to your raging storm. Father, we thank you for your patience with us. We thank you, God, that though we may walk in fear instead of walking in faith, your hand of mercy, your hand of love continuously embraces us. God, we thank you. We ask that you would forgive us for walking in distrust. Forgive us for having uh, memory loss for all of the wonderful, abundant things you've done for us. Father, we praise you for being a good, good, loving father. And we thank you, God, for being in ultimate control of our storm. Empower us, God, to walk in faith and not fear. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening in. I would appreciate any comments or questions that you might have.